morning, church. It is so great to be here with you today. Uh, I know last week we had quite a nice week of a warmer weather, kind of things broke, and then we kind of had that blizzard come in here, and so it's much more cold this morning. So great job coming and being and, and worshiping together. I want to welcome those who are online as well with us today. Again, my name is Pastor Todd, along with my wife, Jan. We are the lead pastors here, and we're just so grateful that you're here with us as today we get to continue a series that we started a few weeks ago called Worship in the Wild. And I'm excited about today because today I want to speak to you about what I call the song of the wild. There is a freedom that is released when we take the risk to worship in all situations. And I believe this, that inside of each and every one of us is a song that is waiting to come out, that God has placed inside of our hearts, and he wants us to partner with him to release it. I want to start off by sharing a story here of uh, when I first, uh, right actually before I moved to Calgary, I was going to a church in a, in a smaller community in Woodland, Washington, and uh, I was serving in the kids' ministry. That was what my job was. I was teaching grades five and six. Uh, and what was interesting about this class is that most of the, the, the people that were a part of it were uh, the pastors and elders' kids. I had the privilege of having all of the pastors and elders' kids in my class. Now, some might call it poetic justice um, because um, the lead pastor of that church Many, many years before when I was a kid in the church I was going to, which wasn't even the, this church because he planted it, um, he was my Sunday school teacher. And, uh, and, you know, just a little aside, a little rabbit trail here, he said the reason he quit teaching Sunday school was because of me. So, <laughs> so I think he wanted to kind of put me back in this place. Well, as I was in my early 20s, um, one evening my friends and I decided to have a bit of fun and chose to do some karaoke at a local pizza parlor. We had a pizza parlor that would do karaoke on the weekends. And so we decided to, to do that. Who here is, uh, likes karaoke? You've done it in the past. You think it's, it's right. I, I, I think the inventor of karaoke was a genius. Gather a bunch of people who cannot carry a tune and have them sing popular songs publicly. I mean, what could go wrong with that? It's a brilliant idea. Did you know, did you know that the uh, 70s hit single, Staying Alive by the Bee Gees, was not only about surviving the jungle of relationships, but it was about hanging on until the end of the song. That song goes on forever, I'm telling you. And did you know that it requires over, uh, the, the, did you also know that singing falsetto for over five minutes requires incredible skill and endurance, just, just so you know. Well, after an hour of singing and having fun and complete silliness, I was approached by a lady who was a leader in the church. I didn't know they were there. And it went from hilarious fun um, to becoming fully self-conscious. Not only was I worried about how did I sing, but what did I sing? What, what songs did we choose? Did, did she see me bust a move? Or, or was it more than a feeling that was being expressed in that moment? Of course, I was a bit nervous and, and not sure if I'd made a fool of myself, but here's what was really cool. She came up to me and she said, promise that you won't say anything about me being here and I won't say anything about you being here. 
It was, it was a fun moment. It was a good moment. It was, it was, I believe this. We were born to sing. We were born to sing. Regardless of our God-given talent or our musical ability, we were created to sing. And I believe this, that there's a song that God has placed inside of you that he wants to release. Now, most of us have songs that are special to us. They're special because they connect to our thoughts, our memories, our emotions. I, I know it can sound kind of cheesy, but many couples have a special song. I mean, if you have been in a relationship for any, any couples here that would be willing to acknowledge that you have a song that's kind of your song that you remember from the days when you were dating or courting or however you want to describe that. Um, um, I, I believe this, that it, it could be a song that's popular because of, uh, of the formative years of your relationship or something that maybe happened. Now, now Jan and I have a song, and I'm going to probably surprise her because we haven't talked about it for a while, but back when we were, when we were dating, it was a one-hit wonder uh, by John Cicada called Just Another Day. Now she's not, she's like, oh yeah, I remember that song. So for those of you that are like, I've never heard that, you can go look it up sometime. It might be interesting for you. Now, we like these songs because they can be reminders that bring back special memories. And here's what we have to remember, that even before there was written language in the, in, in, in the world, people would learn things through stories and especially songs. Songs can help us to learn and to remember important meaning. We, we give um, meaning to music and we identify with things that we, we hear and we place it to music. I, I know that's how it is for my life. You know, worship songs, I, I like to say this, that were impactful during the infancy of our relationship with God will usually have a special place in our heart. We, we remember it. In fact, those songs, listen to this, or styles of songs might even like, feel like they have a special anointing. More likely, they are meaningful because they are connected to a time when Jesus changed your life. That's why songs are important. I, I thought about this. It's like Miriam in the book of Exodus. If you remember, when God had rescued the Israelites from slavery, slavery and defeated their Egyptian slave masters, she began to dance and sing. Now, this song was very popular when I was a kid in Sunday school. The horse and the rider, the horse and the rider, the horse and the rider, he's thrown in the sea. Uh, we used to sing this as a kid. It was one of our favorite songs. Well, what was she singing about? Well, because she was excited. She was celebrating because God had ended 430 years of slavery for the people of Israel. Because God had triumphed over their enemies, and now they were three, but not free. But not only was it a song of celebration, but it became a song of remembrance, a reminder of what God had done for them, things that they were never to forget. I believe this, that in our worship, when we sing to God and we come here on Sunday mornings, that many times the songs that we sing are, are reminders that we, we're not to forget certain things. We're not to forget about his goodness, that we're not to forget about the truth of his word and the incredible uh, purity of his character. We're not to forget about who he is and his marvelous glory. See, as great as those special songs to us, God wants to do something fresh in your life. And here's what I want to speak about today. He wants to breathe on your worship. 
He wants to give you something new. He wants to give you a song for this season, fresh wine for a fresh season. God has a new song for you today. And I believe this, a song for today, a song for this moment in your life, a song that is specifically for you. Today, as we continue worship in the wild, I declare that God has a new song for you to sing. A song for this season, for this part of your journey. And today we're going to learn how to sing to those situations or in every situation. You see, the thing we have to understand about God and it comes to our life, God is not for us wanting us to continually, continually look back. And in, in fact, we, we, we know that in, in Philippians 3.13, God is saying, um, I, I don't want you to, to continually focus on the past, but I'm calling you to look forward to your future. I believe God's design and desire for us today is he wants to help us move forward. And here's what's interesting. As I studied this word about singing and songs in the Bible, I was amazed at the number of references that God made to having a new song. Psalms 40, verse 3, I want to read this to you. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Psalms 96, verse 1, sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Psalms 149, verse 1, praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. Listen to this. Sing his praises in the assembly of the faithful. And there's many more that I could list here. There's about eight or nine more things about how God wants to give us a new song. I want to talk about, just for a minute, the importance of, of newness when it comes to the word of God. We, we, we know this, that in Lamentations 3.23, the Bible says that his mercies are what? New every morning. Who here is thankful to God that he gives you his mercies new and afresh every day? And, and maybe you're like me, you, you cash those in early. You know, you, you sometimes need to, God to help you like right away, even before you get out of bed, you're like, okay, God, thank you for that. When we serve the Lord, he gives us a fresh start each day. Through the blood of Jesus, we have a clean slate every time we ask God to cleanse us. That's his promise. He does not wallow in the past, nor does he want us to wallow in our past. Somebody needs to hear that today. Somebody that's here today, you know, you know so here, here, we have to understand this. God forgives us immediately when we ask him, but we need to become better at forgiving ourselves, letting go of those things. Why? Because God's mercies are new every day. Did you know in heaven, in Revelation 20, it says that all things are new. Now, what, it means that each experience, each encounter when we're in heaven is like the first time you've experienced. Did you know that God only wants new things around him. He doesn't want old or used or worn out. Everything in heaven is new. Did you know that every meal you eat, all the food that you taste when you get to heaven, there's just a promise for you. It's going to be like you experienced it for the first time. How about this? All the clothes that you wear, they're going to be new. How about new outfits each day? So come on, you know, you don't have to go to the mall. It's just going to be there for you. Every waterfall you see, everything, it's just going to see, it's going to be new. It's going to be these new experiences because God loves all things new. 
I also, as I, was, as I was preparing this message, I thought about the fresh bread it talks about in the Bible, that there's new bread for our, each of our days, that each week when the um, priests were, were, were to put out the show bread, they were to put out fresh bread at the, on each Sabbath. They were to change it to something new. But here's how it mean, what it means for us today, that God desires for us to enjoy the fresh bread of his word every day. God wants to give you new understanding, new revelation. You see, as we read the word of God, as we experience more of God, we can experience new insight and new life every day. So his desire for us is to sing a new song, a song that he gives us. And I believe this, we're going to tap into something here today, that this song will be fresh to you. And it will, as you sing it, it will bring freshness to your life. You see, the spirit of God releases life and life forevermore. I believe that many of us need to experience more life. Who could use more life in your being today? Who could needs more of God? Singing brings life. Singing to God releases life regardless of the situations or circumstances that you're experiencing right now. It may not always make complete sense in the moment, but God wants you to sing the song that he's put inside of you. Why? Because singing aligns our spirit with God's heart. See, singing pulls us into faith. One of the things that I recognize in my life, and for those of you that were here on Sunday night for our mega prayer, one of the words that, that was given to us that for this season was that we need God to give us a spirit of faith. That God wants to release more faith. We all face doubts. We all experience worry at times. Maybe even fears. I call these ground level problems. They're normal. They're they're common to, to man. They're challenges that all of us face. But singing allows us, when we sing to God, it allows us to overcome our natural barriers. It lifts us up to a higher point of view. It takes us out of the valley of emotions, feelings, and human point of view. And it gives us a a spiritual or faith perspective. Singing pulls us out of the natural and allows us to connect with the supernatural. I like to call it the 10,000 foot view. Who here's ever been up on a mountain? I mean, way up on a mountain where you had nothing hindering the view around you. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it beautiful when you don't have anything in the way and you can just see for for miles and miles the beauty and everything just seems to lay out before you? I mean, if you look down the mountain, it can seem like there might be people down there, but they seem so small. You see, I believe this, that when we sing and, and singing pulls us into faith, the problems that we face seem much smaller. The challenges feel a little bit less difficult. Change looks possible. Singing God's song releases our faith. But it also calls our spirit into alignment with his will. Many times I know in my own life it's hard to focus on God, especially, you know, I can get up in the morning and I'm like, all right, Lord, I want to spend more time with you. 
I, I know I need to do this devotional time, and God, I want to do it. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, what, else, what, what do I got going on today? I got, oh, yeah, that's right. I got to go to the bank this morning, and I got to go pick up uh, some groceries later on today. Oh, wait, wait a second. I got to get gas in the car. Oh, hey, does the car need an oil change? And, and, and all of a sudden, you just start getting into this, the focusing on so many things. But even worse than that are the times when I'm just like battling with, man, I... You know, my, Jan and I, we're, we had a conversation. It was a little bit difficult. I wonder what, if, if everything's okay with the, you know, you can get so many things in your mind, but when we, we begin to sing to the Lord, it calls our spirit into alignment with his will. The cares of life, the emotional feelings, frustration, along with those distractions can consume our focus. But when we sing and worship, we command our feelings to come into alignment with the will of God. We call our spirit to attention, to focus, to changing the focus of our heart from the natural things to the supernatural things. We become more aware of the presence of God, and it lifts us up. As we sing, the anger and frustration can melt away some of you need to understand that you're feeling frustrated right now. I'm telling you, sing to the Lord. God wants to remove that from you. As we sing, joy and peace will flood our hearts. I don't know about you, but I can use more joy. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. As we sing, our heart becomes free. Becomes free. Here's what else singing our song does. It brings us into intimate communion with God. We all know the challenge of feeling maybe some distance in our relationships at times. For those of you that have been married uh, for more than, a, I don't know, six months, <laughs> you, you, you recognize at times that, you know, you're, you're going, and, and all of a sudden it's like, boy, we, we're just not quite clicking. We're not quite connecting. Things aren't quite where they need to be. I believe this, that as we begin to sing with our focus on Jesus, it brings us into closer relationship with him. I don't know if you've ever felt that in your relationship with God, where you're just like, man, I just don't feel like I'm in sync. I don't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm quite where I want to be. As we begin to sing with our focus on him, it begins to release that closer relationship with him. It breaks down the distance in our relationship, and it releases intimacy. Psalms 22.3 says that God inhabits the praises of his people. That as we sing, as we, we worship him, it says that God comes and he, he, he can't help but draw closer to us. When we sing the song of the Lord that God has put in our heart, it provides an irresistible invitation for Jesus to come and connect or commune with us. We provide, provide a place for him to speak to us and here's something that's really cool. Did you know this? That even right now, God is singing over you. The, the song that I'm saying is God is already singing it over you. Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. The mighty warrior who saves, he will take delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. We're going to come back to this. You see, there's a, a song that God has for you. There's a song that he's singing over you. There's a song that is inside of you. And it's a song for this season. 
a song for the situations you are facing or you will be facing. We are to sing, I like to say this, this is a Todd quote, you can post this everywhere you want, it's going to be incredible wisdom. We are to sing in the shower, and we are also called to sing in the rain. See, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are, we are called to sing. When we sing our song, changes happen. And I want to finish my message today with a, this Bible story. It's in Acts chapter 16, and it's in verse 22 and 26. It's a story about, and what is so interesting and amazing, um, I, the, the last song that, that we sang that Catherine chose today was about that the, the, the chains will be broken. Uh, the, 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 what was it? It's about the prison doors will come open. And this is my story today that the Lord put on my heart about Paul and Silas, or Paul and Peter, as it also goes. It says, a mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas. And the city officials order them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten, and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer ordered them, ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in stocks. I would say they're in a little bit of trouble. Around midnight, Paul and Silas, listen to this, were praying and singing hymns to God, and other prisoners were listening. And suddenly, there was a massive earthquake. And the prison was shaken to its foundations. And all the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner flew off. You see, as Paul and Silas were traveling and ministering, they came to the town of Philippi, a Roman colony in Macedonia. And as they were sharing the gospel, they were doing good things. They were serving God with all of their heart. They were, they were doing things that, 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 that they were, would be pleasing to God as they were, as they were sharing the, the, the gospel with people. There was a slave girl who was possessed by a spirit of divination. She made a great deal of money for her masters because she would do fortune telling. She would would do psychic readings, is how we know it. And for days, she followed them around, and she was heckling them for being true followers of Jesus. So in their frustration, they finally said, enough is enough, and they cast the evil spirit out of her. Well, this infuriated her owners because their cash cow was eliminated. So they had Paul and Peter beaten and thrown into prison. And here they were, as I said, they were doing good. They were, they were helping people. But now they were sitting in prison, chained next to each other. And I know for many of you that are here today, many of you are in this place. You're like, I, I've, I've been trying to do good things. I, I feel like I've been, I've been honoring God. I feel like I've been serving God with my, my whole life. But yet somehow, somewhere, I feel like I'm, I'm, I, things have come against me. And maybe even in this moment, you feel like you're in a prison. You feel like you're, you, 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 you can't connect with God or people or, or your boss at work or whatever it is, and you're just feeling frustrated. You see, it would have been very easy for them to become bitter and angry, just like it could be very easily for us to 
get frustrated and become bitter and angry with our own lives. But what did they do? They chose to sing. And they began to sing. And they began to worship God. And here they were. You have to understand, their feet were chained. Their hands were chained. Everything about them that would say there's no freedom in their life. They were still yet their heart. Nobody could contain what was in their heart. Why? Because they were singing the song that God had placed in them. And what happened next was amazing. At around midnight, there was an earthquake. A massive earthquake, and it shook the prison so violently that all the doors flew open, the chains of every prisoner fell off. I believe today God wants to break many of us free from our chains. You see, singing releases us from our prisons. Singing by faith breaks off every chain. And you know what's really interesting about this story? Is not only did God, listen to this, because this is how important it is. Not only did God break the chains off of Paul and Silas, but every prisoner in the prison was set free because they were willing to worship God and sing and sing to God. I believe some of you today feel that you're in a prison and you cannot get out. My declaration to you, sing. Sing the song that God has for you. Now, some of you, I know you're looking at me and you're like, Pastor Todd, I don't, I don't sing so good. Nobody wants to hear my singing. Contrary. God loves your worship. I love it. Here, the, 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 this verse, it says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. God just says to sing by faith. In 1 Corinthians 14, 15, it says, what then shall I do? I, I will pray in the spirit and I will also pray with words I understand. I will sing in the spirit and I will also sing with words I understand. Maybe for some of you, God's just going to, begin to flow out of you just by the Holy Spirit. You may not understand it. You see, your singing is beautiful to God. When you sing from your heart, it touches God. I believe, folks, it's time for us to sing. Sing to the circumstances. Sing to the challenges. Sing for freedom. Sing what he sings over you. Sing the song of the wild. I want to encourage you as we're going to wrap up our time here today. I'd like you just to stand up. And here's what we're going to do. We're just going to begin to sing a, a worship song together. But as we come in the middle of it or, or at the end of it, we're just going to have some time for people just to sing some audible praise. Just allow the Holy Spirit just sing to him. Just sing in your own words. And, and here's the thing. Don't worry about the person beside you. Because they're going to be singing too. Just sing whatever God puts in your heart. And I believe this. Chains 
are going to fall off of people. Life is going to come over people. I believe as we walk in obedience to the Holy Spirit, and I'm saying this isn't just for church, folks. This is, you can do this in your car. You can do this in the morning. Whatever it is that you're experiencing, whatever it is that you're facing in your life, sing, sing to the Lord. Sing over those situations. Sing the words that God puts in your heart and just see the freedom that he releases. Hallelujah.